Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 162 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Colin Phoenix Defire Ford, and joining me in the orange Sidewinder for this episode, we have our chief, Bar Steward, Commando Grant Cyclecar Woolcott. Good evening. And also our head of health and safety, Commander Ben Edleweiss Moss Woodward. I'm a moist orange. What can you say to that? Right. Um, and also bringing bringing himself back just for for a bit. Uh, we we would like to welcome back our chief of operations, John Stabler. Good evening. <laughs> And also, we have a newbie with us. Um, we have a. I'm going to have to make an attempt. One of my famous attempts at a at a name, uh, Commander Mahera UK. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> uh, otherwise known as Brian Morton, who is a a newbie PS4 player. So, hello. Uh, hello. Well, hopefully, later on in the show, we'll be. We'll be grilling you about your experience with Elite and uh, your reaction to the game. Hopefully nothing too threatening. <laughs> <laughs> not, not. I didn't mean to sound as if I'm bringing out the the, the thumb screws. Spanish, Spanish Inquisition. Yes. And that was unexpected. Never mind. <laughs> Are we allowing Brian to talk about anything else that we're gabbing on about as well? Or is he well, only allowed to talk actually, about PlayStation? Oh well, yeah. I mean, Brian, if if you feel free that you've got anything to to chip in about, just chip in because trust me, it's it's only Grant and Ben. <laughs> Fair enough. Otherwise, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to hide in the jump seat here. Are you ignoring poor John now? No, I mean, no, 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 John. John has a priority I... channel. Oh right, okay. So no, well, no he... tips for me tonight then. <laughs> chief, <laughs> chief of operations. <laughs> We're not going to argue with you. Got you got a bionic arm. <laughs> <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Does everybody now listen to the RPG? We can officially reference it, can we? Um, well, we were going to mention it later, but we can we can talk about the RPG now if you want. <laughs> Jarvis did his usual kick-ass job. I, I I believe so. Yes. So um, if anybody hasn't listened to the fourth episode of the Live Radio RPG. Uh, with the EDRPG um, and Oliver from Spider-Man Games done at LaveCon, then we thoroughly recommend it because um, it's, I think in Mr. Stabler's case, that's the, the most determined attempt at suicide I've ever heard. <laughs> I was thwarted by an, you know, by a, a really masterful GM. What can I say? <laughs> it was determined to keep you alive, no matter how hard you For tried the sake to die. Of the audience. I thought, you know, if we could finish wrap this up quickly, we could get to the bar and have another beer. That was that was my only plan. I'm just glad, that, you know, <laughs> the the very beginning of the adventure, we actually did investigate what that strange noise was because it could have been very boring for you spending the entire episode tied up in a in a lift. Um, but it would have been epic. <laughs> I'd have loved that. You'd have made me fall out of a, some ducting or something like that. I don't know, like out of the air conditioning unit. You, you wouldn't have left me in there. You'd have found, you'd have found you to find a way out. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you could have gone again. No. <laughs> yeah. So, John, do you do anything? No, I'm just going to sit here quietly and wait to be rescued. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like the way when the GM said, um, oh, there's, you hear some banging. Do you want to go investigate it? And Grant was basically, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if we have to. It seemed that Foz's son uh, seemed to suffer from the same escape pod um, thing that the rest of our, our ships do. So, you know, so he just sort of instantly escape potted away. Which I thought it was, it was quite impressive. But then again, Fozzer is is basically a coward of Rimmer known levels. Oh, he's he's, he's epic, isn't he? He's just totally <laughs> like, no, no. You go for no after you. No after you. No, no. I'm just going to go over here and stand by this. Oh, is that the bathroom? I think I need to go to the bathroom. Fozzer, <laughs> come I on! I place myself man. next to the door. Yeah, <laughs> I'm it's slowly it's backing it's away it's at this point. Oh, Fozzer, <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, uh, the ADRPG was fantastic, and uh, Chris, yeah, well, an excellent job on. Uh, editing what must have been a pretty damn tricky <laughs> episode to put together but yeah cracking job lovely lots of lovely feedback as well so thank you to everyone that sent in messages um suggesting that we do more of these uh, of course uh, we are hoping in the imminent future to have the um we'll have some fun with elite encounters that's the sellers in uh, version of the rpgs and we're looking forward to getting a wee look go at that again hopefully hopefully one of us can bend and twist his arm to to come and let us play and uh, we can get some more episodes because we love doing the RPGs yeah. I think the way that we'd have to com- convince sellers in to let us play would be to say something like Dave can we play with you please and he'd jump at the chance and say hell yes I think I think that's about as much bending of arms as we might have to do because <laughs> he's, he's just he's got his um, feedback from Frontier the other week didn't he he got his, his yeah, editorial um, but- comments back He's got his editorial comment back. Um, he's he's already posted this on Facebook and in social media. So uh, we're not uh, we're not breaking any rules as far as we're, we're aware. Um, the good news is some minor edits are needed. Once once that's done, it's done. And I do believe that is the last Kickstarter um, from the original batch. That is ever going to get finished. That's ever going to get finished. So um, yeah, so I think I think there's still three Kickstarters from the original Kickstarter almost five years ago. Can you believe it? It's almost five years since the original Kickstarter. That's what we're saying at LaveCon. It's like you know, this is the fifth LaveCon, which is <laughs> just freaky. It is. Uh, I do believe. Yeah, there are three, but I, I think best not to dwell on those. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter that my contribution to one of them never got published, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you still going on about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> never going to let it go. Never going to let it go. What game but, book is Alien on about? Um, that was super massive. I think. Andre Chalsov, I believe, was that? Was... Is, is that still in progress? I think... No, I don't think so. I, I think that's gone. I haven't heard anything about it. I interviewed him. I was the guy the person who interviewed him way back when we first did author interviews. Yeah. Um, and he seemed really keen, but I don't remember hearing anything of it since then. So would it be, yeah. fair, would it be fair to say that you put him off? <laughs> I put him off. <laughs> well, if you want to put it that way, yeah. Oh, dear. So we can just blame Mr. Stabler. Yeah. I put the expectations too high. That's what it was. Yeah, scared yeah. him. Yeah, he could hear. He could hear <laughs> the level of quality that would be required, and he thought, "I don't know if I can live up to that." 
So I'm going to go around the group and find out what you've been up to this week or since the last time you've been on. <laughs> you haven't got time for all of that, Aaron. Um, oh, you'll be pleased to know, of course, Mr. Capaldi will no longer be hanging around Cardiff, though, John. I we'll just have another doctor instead. And unless she's hot. Oh, spoilers, it's going to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Oh, you can feel the nerd rage from here. <laughs> no, to be honest, I don't. I, I think they could pick absolutely anybody they wanted. I'm not going to start watching Doctor Who until they find some decent scriptwriters. Um, that, I think that's more important than, you know, who actually plays the Doctor. <laughs> well, I'm not going to rise to that bait because I always thought Moffat and Company were actually quite good. But that's, that's, that's just me, I suppose. Anyway, um, so Grant, what have you been up to for the last week? Well, over the last weekend, other than I've just crashed Twitch, by the way, so I'm sorry, guys. Give me two seconds, I'll get it back up. Um, <clears throat> I'd forgotten I've not completely gone through all the different presentation parts of it to make it more compatible with the software since its last update. Uh, and if you flick to a page that has content that's not been updated, then it crashes. So that's exactly what I just did, so I apologise. We'll be back on in about five seconds. Not that you can hear this, so... What I've been up to, I was running missions like an absolute maniac on the Xbox One for the Lave Reader Network, trying to tick us 3% ahead of the Lave Radio... Well, the, the Lave... Uh, whatever party they were, uh, so that we could nick their station off them. Which, which station is this? Well, it was the what do you call it? Not not Warnus, Castellan, was it the one? Oh, that is that is that the platform that's very close to the planet's surface? Um, I I don't know, but it's the outpost. Oh, okay. It's an outpost. Yes, um, so it will be. So it was a case of yeah, if we could have, if we could have just stretched that lead, um, um, but unfortunately, we are in a system where um, <laughs> there's such a huge population that. Everything, any action you do there has got to be repeated. I reckon we, we kind of calculated it that when we were doing George Pantazzi's, which took us months to crack at a 5 million uh, population, it took us like 40 missions a day to raise wow. a percentage. And for somewhere where you've got billions of a population, we reckon it would be a, four, a factor of at least four times that. So 160 missions would need to be completed daily in order to try and scrape um, any extras. Obviously, you can do other actions like um, tackle the other sh enemy ships and, and take them out and create a, a sort of negative impact on their influence. But even at that... It would be a horrific amount of work without having a large group of players. And I have to thank everybody, Stu, Stu's out there as well, that got involved in running missions and just trying. As it is, we are now up 2%, so it did work out, unfortunately, just a bit late for the the, the election. Uh, and the rumours are we need to watch, watch what's going on there, because if we can see an election coming, we can do the work pre-election, which will make it a lot easier to, to get that lead. Mm. Wow. Um, <laughs> and here's me trying to... I mean, I've been stuck up at Sirius trying to get the engineer Marcus Marco Quint uh, to take a notice of me. And he did, eventually. I got an invite. 
And then I've just found out about the modular terminals, which I think everybody who's who's been through that grind have, has just pointed at me and gone, ha, ha, because basically they know what I've got yeah. I've got to go through. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so that's basically been my week in the game. Ben, where have you been? I've been very much the same as Grant. Um, I've been doing live radio network missions left, right and centre. Um, I've been twitching. I was doing twitch of, of them on Saturday and Sunday as well for a wee bit of the time. Just you know, get the community involved, and we're just hanging out and doing missions, talking to each other, and that was good fun. And then on Sunday, when we'd when we'd come out of election, I desperately felt the need to kill things. So <laughs> you know, so I went off to. Um, oh, PSBF, LF2, whatever the hell it is, down in truckers' territory. And I winged up down there with some of the truckers and did some pew-pew down there, handing in at Wolf 359, I think it was. So that, that's mainly what I've been doing. Um, I've also found a couple of wee things. So I've been playing some, De- remember Deus Ex, like the original one? Yes, yes. So there's a DirectX. It's be, there's one that's been updated, graphically yes. updated to. Yeah. You know, it's not Call of Duty graphics or anything remotely like that, but it's better than it was, and it runs on modern hardware and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I've done the first couple of missions of that, which was a lot of fun, and I also found out about a real physics flight uh, space. Spaceflight sim called Orbital 2016, and myself and Toxic from Discord, I think it was uh, the two of us, were learning a wee bit about that and trying to find out how do I deorbit the space shuttle from the ISS and not crash into things. Um, but then, even better, I found out that they also have um, a whole load of the Babylon 5 models. All right. So you so were in a Star Fury for I, most I jumped of the time. into a Star Fury and flew off to the moon and back, as you do. As you, oh, yes. Well, you yeah. have to, really. I'm seeing there's a, like, a question on, on Twitch regarding the mission running. Uh, whoever's asking, wouldn't we hit the cap for diminished returns way before 40 missions? You know what, whoever? I don't know, but it's really difficult when you're working with percentages of populations oh. that big. Colin, Miggles is saying, come and see me around the back of Life Station. He's got 24 modular terminals for you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've, I've arrived here in my, in my ass, which only has eight tons well, you, of you can, space. You can change the, co- the internals of your ASP for the sake of 24 terminals <laughs> and then just ship it out to you. Ah, well, that's, uh, that's easy to do, Colin. Yes, you're not, well, you're not I, sounding very grateful, to be honest, Colin. I know. I, I am grateful. Someone offers you free stuff and you start whinging about the capacity of your ship. And I'm not. I'm just pointing out that I've, I've got difficulties while I'm crashing into the first Thargoid contact tourist beacon. Thank you very much. There goes my shields. Anyway, on subject which, John, um, you've been back in the game. I have you've been, been back enjoying in. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've taken a break um, just because of you know life, and I got some more free time, but that was taken up getting ready for LaveCon. And then LaveCon was great because uh, I can't. I was sat in on a panel uh, and we were talking about the game and just listening to people talking about it again made me think, you know what, I really got to get back into the game. Mm-hmm. So I came home, reinstalled it because um, I'd reinstalled my operating system 
Um, I would never normally uninstall Elite, even if I wasn't playing it, but uh, I had to wipe my hard disk. Reinstalled it, plugged my joystick back in, um, and amazingly, um, somehow, maybe because I kept my documents and settings, my bindings were still intact, so that's one headache I didn't have to worry about, and I got straight back into the game. But, uh, I mean, this is how long I've been away from it. Um, I mean, I remember trying the beta of Engineers and Passengers, Oh yeah, but, you know, I literally like logged in and and landed on planets and had a look around and stuff, but I didn't really bother much of the engineers. So mm-hmm. I I was really really new to it. So the first thing I did was uh, I did a community goal. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but it was a killing and cashing in uh, bounties thing mm-hmm. in Federation space, which was great fun. That got me back into it. Got me back into the combat. Um, and then I discovered engineering, and wow. That is addictive. You lost your soul, did you? Yeah, I've just been clicking on, you know, spinning those wheels and <laughs> crossing my fingers, hoping for something epic. Um, it's it's it, the Las Vegas of Elite Dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I'm, I'm sure the gambling commission will, will take an interest in mm-hmm. in it. But um, yeah, no, it was really cool. I um, I got that regeneration sequence. Oh right, yes. Yeah. On a you got your killing cast- beams. Yeah, on a class four beam laser, which was awesome. And uh, me and my brother, that that helped a lot with the combat because me and my brother were then able to go into like hazardous extraction sites and were able to go and kill these massive ships. And there's no downtime because we can just heal each other. Yeah. And I was like, this is just amazing. I love this. Um, but now um, I need money because <laughs> I'm going to be working on my rank. So I've stored my lovely heal beam. And I'm now in an orca ferrying passengers around in Imperial space. So that is what I am doing. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. As a clue of other games I've played, I've been playing um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, uh, which is a one of these games which it's on Steam and it'll prob- probably never get out of beta or whatever it is these days. But it's a good fun game for people who've, played h1z1 i think grant you've you've got it haven't you yeah i would have to say i'm pretty much uh, fairly addicted to it it is just a an awesome nice fun way to play and to spend an evening um how many how many chicken dinners have you had i've had one chicken dinner and i've played a lot of games yeah, but, I, think, um, I think we're up to maybe our seventh in squads um oh nice nice yeah you, you get you actually it's one of those games where you do actually get better at it the more you play it you know i know that with h1z1 it was a feeling that no matter what you do whoever fires first wins and you're never in a position to fire first um whereas this game just gives you a much bigger sense of being in control the gameplay is brilliant love it it is good um the problem is i've watched like there's certain youtubers who are really really good at it and i found myself spending so more time watching people playing the game on youtube than actually playing it myself because some of these people they're just unbelievable. You know, they like win 50% of their games. Yeah. I just wish I could be that good. It was but, a guy um, called Anthony Kongpin, and he likes to play single player against squads. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some of that. Yeah, he's a real sucker for punishment. But, you know, if, it's increasing the challenge and it, and it looks cool. So I'd recommend that if you're bored and you what's, want to. What's the of, premise of this game? It's like, um, like a survival game basically where you jump out of a plane at the beginning uh, and you're just in your pants and then you got to pick <laughs> oh, up 
you got to pick up clothes and weapons and armor and it's last man standing or last team standing depending on which game mode you play uh, but there's basically a hundred players on this big island um so it's like battle royale basically you've seen the film battle royale yeah or, or yeah. the hunger games for yeah. younger people so it's kind of <laughs> like that it's kind of like that so yeah i recommend it it's good fun and um i say it's good clean fun there's not a lot of blood in it and things like that so you know you so it's good clean killing fun good clean killing fun yeah <laughs> So if I go and machete you to death, then I'm not going to get a good blood splatter. You get like this kind of cloud of red mist, but there's no gore, really. You just get the red mist so you know that you've hit somebody. It's, I don't know if that's going to change as they improve the graphics or anything, but... Yeah. I don't uh, think there's any yeah. need for sort of like, you know, no. body parts sure. mounted on spikes outside houses to claim them. Um, <laughs> it's not I like that idea. It's not, yeah, but it's not essential to the game because the, the, the point of the game is just to be the last team standing or the last person standing and, and the player area decreases again and again and again throughout to force everyone together to massive battles. Oh, that, that's good how it encourages you all together. But yeah. it's yeah. it's one of those things where the, the, the gore doesn't matter. What you've really got to do is use your... You need good sound. You need to be able to listen because you'll hear the footsteps of someone coming near or crawling through the grass and then your mission oh, yeah. is to try you can't and find play them. It. You can't play it like... You've got to, you know, while you're watching telly or something like that, you've got to be really in the zone with your headphones on, listening out for every single sound. And the sound design in the game is very good. So um, I highly recommend. Well, um, now, we, like I said, we have a, a PS4 newbie with us today. Uh, so everybody say hello to Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello to Brian. Hello, hello. Hello. Um, now, Brian, obviously you've, uh, you've, you've just joined us. You now know what you're having to deal with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're just going to ask, I mean, have you been up to anything in the game of Elite in the last uh, uh, week or so? I and have barely been off it in the past week or so. <laughs> oh, well, that... shame. I'm obsessively playing it. Um, new toy syndrome. Ah. Well, um, that does seem like a, a good... Good point. We will we'll come back to see what your um, uh, your reaction is, obviously, to the game uh, in a bit. We'll just copy through the development news, a couple of in-game events, and then we'll come back with a main uh, discussion. And feel free, Brian, to jump in at any point if uh, you've got any questions about what we're talking about. No problem. Okay. So, um, as everybody is probably aware... Update 2.3.11 dropped today. Um, now, I think everyone was quite surprised that, first of all, the patch came out. What was equally surprising was the fact that there wasn't seem to be much in there, but it did seem to be a lot bigger patch than what was in the release notes. Does anybody, is anybody stroking a beard thinking, I wonder what Frontier is up to? I think everyone in the community. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's been a lot of expectations that there's going to be uh, an escalation in Thargoid activity or they're going to move on. Um, I'm not convinced that Frontier would put 280-odd blooming bases of Thargoid bases into the game and expect them to honestly all be found in the space of, what, a week and a bit. Um, I'm pretty sure they were expecting that to last a little bit longer, so I'm not convinced there's going to be any escalation as yet because I think it's just it's still too soon. Um, 
but it would be awesome if they would start, you know, taking out you annoying commanders that go down there and chuck stuff at them. Uh, that would be awesome, and I'll enjoy that from yeah, my safety. Still, yeah, yeah, just imagine the, the reaction to, to everybody. Uh, I mean, as, as far as what was in the patch notes, we've had um, some resources removed, uh, which basically weren't used anymore. They were part of the, engine, the original build of the engineers. So basic conductors, crystal shards, heat-resisting ceramics, unidentified scan archives, and tempered alloys have all, all gone because they're not used. Um, and also, we're, we're pleased to say, especially from um, a Docker's point of view, that the, um, the overworked space traffic control people now only say goodbye instead of hello and goodbye at the same time. Yeah, I thought that particularly odd. Yes. Well, <laughs> I must admit, I didn't even actually notice that until someone else pointed it out. Oh, it was driving me bonkers because you're like, you, you know, at one point you dock and it's like, Hi, welcome to the station. Your looks are loaded. Please enjoy your time and, you know, drink responsibly, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Hey, mm -hmm. and then the next station I take off and it goes, Welcome to, and you're like, What? I'm leaving. Why are you putting the clamps on when I'm trying to go? No, no. Oh, bye-bye, Commander. Oh, right, you do know I'm going. Oh, that's nice. And then I thought, that was weird. And then it happened again and again and again. I thought, hmm. But not all the time. It was a really strange kind of... Uh, depended, obviously, on whoever was working in that station. Um, I think it was Richard Swallow, but, um, you know. You I know. wouldn't know who he is. No. Uh, he's just one of these guys. He's not very really good at his job. I'm not sure what Apparently not. No, no. No, apparently his voice changes quite a lot as well. Yeah, and his stature. <laughs> <laughs> and his gender. Yeah, no, it did. Mm -hmm. <sighs> um, well, obviously, we uh, there's there's been some other things in there which were basically fixes for fighters, mission fixes, and I think that was about it. And everybody else is there going, well... Just why was it down for five hours then? Again. Yeah. Again. A I, coffee break, you know, then I'm eating. <laughs> it, could, it could be as simple as that. And I, as far as I'm aware, nobody's found anything new, new and unexpected yet. I'm, no. I believe, Although I must admit. I believe it on. does take a couple of hours for them to change the salt filters. <laughs> um yeah, I must admit, I was watching the Canon thread. As soon as it went, it's live, it's live, everyone says. Yeah. Everyone was just piling in there. No, I've been to such and such, no change. So, you know, the the, the Canon guys, as per usual, have been um, over-enthusiastic with their... Talk, with their uh, so, talking about Canon, I mean, you know how they, they were up to 208? They did actually find a 209th location... About three o'clock or something like that this afternoon. Yes. So yeah, I, I heard that one. It's gone up. It's on, gone up by one, but that was bef sorry. It, was, it went up just before the patch uh, was taken. Uh, the servers were taken down. Oh, so right. they weren't able to. It was definitely from from before. It's not new content, but Canon missed one apparently, and it, they found it. Yeah, and we were saying well missed others. Yeah, we we were saying three hundred last week, but it did turn out that quite there were quite a few duplicates in the spreadsheet that they managed to to uh, wheedle out. So you know, uh, fair play to Canon. Science, of course, rules. There you go. That should keep them happy. And uh, of course, Ed was with them 
doing a live stream with him last week as well in his, in his Back to the Future type um, radiation suit. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sweating the bejesus off as well. Did you see the poor guy? Uh, <laughs> I, they're going to have to hose out that thing again, aren't they? <laughs> Was that another episode <laughs> of Breaking Ed? <laughs> he gets, yes, he gets yes. into his cooking suit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, that's put a mental image in my head. I do not want. <laughs> I th- does it involve Mister Blobby? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you lot all saw that, not me. <laughs> I'm surprised you lot aren't scarred for I life. You can't unsee that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, apart from the patch itself, um, we know that. Um, there has been PS4 connection issues. Now, um, apparently they appear to be linked to a particular BT hub router um, and uh, Frontier giving some advice. Uh, Brian, I do believe that... Have you been affected by this one? I was, yeah. Kind of tail end of last week. It got to the stage where I just wasn't getting connected at all. It was timing out before it got through. Um, Now, what I did do there was a someone had posted onto the frontier forums that you can change your dns and mtu settings on on the ps4 network settings and that would solve the problem um i did that and it did um so it's been working perfect for me since then how much that works for everybody else i don't know but certainly it seemed to do the job here excellent uh well actually i've got um i got a little slightly related thing I, I've been away from the game for quite a while, um, but when I did come back to it, I was having—I was able to connect to the like the server and get into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was getting—it was—it was really laggy. It was slow. It was taking me forever to get out of Super Cruise and all that. Uh, and I just couldn't meet up with anybody in game in my private group or in open. Uh, and the only fix I got so far is to manually set up the port forwarding, which you can now do in the networking on the PC. Oh uh, right. Yeah, it seems that the UNP is is broken for me. UNPNP, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has had to manually set up port forwarding or, or when this started happening. I should I have, file a bug report, really. Yeah. I mean, I have noticed that there's been a slowdown uh, with the background simulation, you know, getting stuff coming through on mission boards and, and coming out and in and out of hyperspace. I blame the PS4 on us. <laughs> Too many. Of we did. We we deny everything. Yeah, I mean, I must I, I must admit that. Well, well, we'll come on to it later. The the other bug, of course, which has been happening a lot lately, has been the falling skimmers. Now, has anybody else had this? Because I actually haven't seen it yet. I've not seen it, and I've been wanting no, to. I haven't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, apparently um, you turn up at um, a crash site, skim, skimmers appear, and then they just fall from the air, and if you're unlucky, they fall on top of you. And Are these you. the ones that usually like appear and start look, like scanning the ground or protecting a, an area? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. No, no, they've all seemed to work for me. So, yeah, again, I mean, that's been in since, uh, I think, the beta and... Frontier, I don't think I've got round to even responding about that one yet. So we'll just have to wait and see what's, what's a, happening. There's a kind of knock-on effect as well, because even when they don't hit you and destroy your ship, um, there is a point at which they will report you for damaging them when they explode. 
and therefore you end up arriving at a base which unloads on you. Um, so mm. it's quite a, definitely one of these things where you want to pay attention to your status as you're approaching any ground bases just in case it's happened to you and you didn't notice. Because uh, the last thing you would do is try and complete a mission and boom, you're dead. And you think, what the heck? Um, so yeah. it's a significant bug and um, hopefully there'll be a fix for it soon. Yeah. I think it has been acknowledged by Frontier because they have at least they're giving people compensation as wouldn't surprise me at all but I've also heard uh, that apparently they've been able to resurrect your crewman as well oh. which is, so I didn't think they could do that but I, I, I've heard unconfirmed reports not from Frontier right. that a friend of a friend got his crewman back as well I see, it, but it is definitely it's friend of a friend. I can't, I I've not experienced it myself. Fake I've, news. Fake it, could, <laughs> it could well be fake news. Yes. Um, but you know, I'm. If they can do that, then that's absolutely amazing. Because you know, I'd be more worried about losing my crewman than losing the money to repair my ship. I see. So, um, I mean, we've also had newsletter one eighty two which obviously covered the release of uh, Elite Dangerous on uh, PS4, and also the hard copy that suddenly appeared in shots for the Xbox as well. Um, everybody's seen that? No. Yeah, it, it, I walked into game the other day, and I saw Elite Dangerous available on the shelves for both uh, Xbox One and PS4. I thought, oh, pity I've already spent so much money on it, and I don't have a PS4. <laughs> It's Maybe interesting you... then, because obviously they've arrived at the, the, the conclusion that there's a lot of people out there who will only buy a game if they've got a hard copy. And yeah. It's worth you know, going to the, the printing press with it all. Well, I think it's more yeah, it's more about having that visual presence in a storefront when you've got all the big high-end games and you know, you've got you're invisible on the Xbox <laughs> and, and PlayStation and, and it's one of these games that it deserves that pride of shelfage it just needs to be seen by people because it's one of those things it's, it's an amazing it's an amazing game um i did on the playstation 4 installed it had a go and tried to show and help my wife understand in case she had an interest to come and join us um but <laughs> the sandboxy appeal of it just left her completely bewildered as to you know what what, what do you do then because she likes the hand-holding games um ah and I think Although I suppose you have a point there, because if you think about previous games like the original Elite and Frontier, you know when they were released, they were always made, they made a big deal of it, you know, and you ended up paying like an extra ten quid for the game, but it usually came with a big book and a yes. T-shirt or something, and and they apart from as people that backed it at Kickstarter and got the big you know nice boxes and stuff, um, yeah, that that would have effectively made Elite dangerous to you know break with that kind of tradition. So um, good on them. So these boxes you've seen, Colin, are they? Mm -hmm. what, what's in them? Is it just literally the game, or it's, it's just it's just literally the game? They've, they've right. got a, a PS4, the standard PS4 or Xbox box with an isolate dangerous artwork and uh, uh, and logo on it, and, and and that's basically it. Oh, okay. Yes. Is no, it got horizons on the front, or does it just say Elite Dangerous? Uh, it just says Elite Dangerous. Although you can get um, the, oh, I think it's the Commander's Edition, which is both. Right. I th okay. Yeah. Um, I think 
I can't remember whether or not they only sell the Commander's Edition in the game in in the game store. Uh, because if I remember rightly, is is it twenty quid for the base game and twenty quid for Horizons, and then you can get them both for some something less. Why why don't we ask the PS4 owner that? Yeah, what version mm-hmm. did did he buy? Um, I have the digital edition, um, which was it's the base game plus Horizons plus uh, a gold paint job for my Sidewinder, um, and that was basically about it. I know the physical copy they. Um, with Horizons, but it's supposed to come with, I think, t- a thousand frontier points, so you can go buy what you like in the store. Um, but the digital one, would you, you were you were just given given the paint job, and that was your lot. Oh, right. But a golden paint job for a it, it, it probably looks good in job. store, but you're not going to get much use out of it, really, are you, surely? Oh, well, I, I like slap. slapped it on my sidey pretty much the moment I started the game, but then I wasn't in the sidey for long, so... Oh. Yes, that's one thing I have noticed about people, and I'm very jealous about this. When we all started, it took ages to get up to about half a million credits. It seems like everyone's getting to half a million credits within, what, days? And then some, but yes. Hours. (laughs) We have the advantage, you see, you guys have done all the dog work researching how everything works and what are the good ways to make money and all the rest of it. Um, So it doesn't take a lot of research for us to come along and say, right, this is what we're going to do. And away you go when you make a killing in the first half hour. It <laughs> maybe takes a little bit of the fun out of it, but then again, you get to well, pay the money. So it's hey. the community goals, isn't it? We didn't have community goals, um, and therefore everything, every money we had to make. Uh, and, and bounties didn't work, because you didn't get credited with the bounties if you weren't the last person to shoot something. So yeah. <laughs> Remember, you had the police stealing all your bloody kills. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that got fixed that make it that much yeah. more enjoyable to, to play, which is great. Uh, but the community didn't goals are the best, I think. Didn't bounties go up as well? Oh, God, I buy miles. I've, I thought they did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I will, lad, yeah. I'll pull both ways. <laughs> uh, well, and, it, the co- and the combat bonds as well, they're worthwhile now. You used to only get like a grand or something stupid like that for a kill. Yeah, the, you, you can, you can uh, basically outfit and go from a sidewinder up to a viper quite quickly. Did we just switch oh, to, a, to a Monty Python sketch? We're all we're all lads. Elite was a lot of we, we 15 miles down the mill. <laughs> yeah. uh, this actually is talking something about uh, what I was saying to my brother-in-law the other day because I was asking what he's been doing because um, he's he, he was just coming back from doing the uh, trucker run. So he was mm-hmm. off, to, off to Hudson and got himself some mugs. And I was like, well... Why don't you go off and there's some bounty hunting community goals? Why don't you go and take part in them? And he was like, "Well, I'm only in a sidewinder." So I was like, "Yeah, I used to do bounty hunting in my sidewinder." And then just for a giggle last night while I was up at PSPF, I jumped into a sidewinder, which I kitted out. I kept the dual. I was surprised and pleased to find it's dual gimbaled pulse lasers you got now. Um, well, fixed. They're not fixed. They're gimbaled pulse lasers you get now. Oh, you jammy bastards. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did that just slide out there? Yeah. Yes, it did. Um, yeah, so we, we get it easy. <laughs> I, I, I jumped into that. I did upgrade the... Oh, the engines and the the power distributor. I made them A-rated, but everything else is fairly standard. And within about 15 minutes or so, it's just basically riding the coattails of the police in a high res station and made about a quarter of a million in you know not very it didn't feel very long at all. It was, yeah, less than twenty minutes I'd say. 
Right. Um, and yeah, that was. I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in a fairly vanilla sidey here, and quarter of a million for no effort, or no no real effort anyway. Um, um, just ba- basically just to prove my brother-in-law wrong. Well, quickly going over the uh, the newsletter. I mean, uh, in the newsletter this this week, we had um, obviously the the announcement uh, of Dan- Elite Dangerous Premonition, Drew's new book. Um, we also had Ed doing his uh, his canon stuff. However, did anybody see the new Raider skins? Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, is it just me or but does the anaconda with the spikes at the front just look like some kind of strange dodgy goatee? <laughs> You're now making me want to go off and double check that again. It does actually. I see what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's like got some, a, you know, a bit of a hipster beard. A kind of a crap crap beard. Yeah. <laughs> just a really really crap whiskery beard, but um yeah. yeah. It's been like Ed a few months ago when he was trying to grow his beard. You mean an anaconda that does media studies? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it's the anaconda and the python which uh, which um, get the raider treatment this time. Both looking very well. Uh, I, I must admit, I, I wouldn't want to to come across one of them coming after me. To be honest, even a, though I probably a anaconda. Them. <laughs> a hipster anaconda. <laughs> No, you didn't have your chow latte properly. Run away. <laughs> or he's after your cargo chow latte. <laughs> he's not going to kill you, but he's going to write a very scathing Twitter post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're going to go Thomas the Tank at the moment. Right. <laughs> oh, no. I have to admit, I actually, I agree with Stephen Usher here that, you know, we need skeletons on our spikes and, you know, Bits of carcasses just dripping off the off the spikes and blood and all that kind of stuff. Just to, to you know, if you're going for a proper raider pack, we need the spikes are a good start, but we need more human bodies on it. <laughs> I, I just got to point out. I mean, you guys, not only were you bloodthirsty enough to want to have fertilizer back when you when you eject slaves into space. But you know, you now what you want dead slaves or dead people in the front of your ships. Um, our enemies. Hold on, has anyone tried <laughs> ramming with their spikes out? Tried ramming your skate pods? <laughs> it could be in game already. Up. Just seeing that you can stack your machine. Oh, like, oh, the skip, uh, skimmers or. It's like a oh. grim version of Hungry Hippo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, there was a, a, a couple of things that have appeared in game. Is that because of the previous week, uh, we had the federal and the imperial um, uh, community goals succeed. There's now actually a new mega ship uh, in in the Empire. Has anyone seen this new thing yet? No. Oh, this is this absolute massive uh, carrier. Which is dockable. Um, I'm just trying to find where the where the uh, the actual system is is yeah it's in it's the Wells class carrier which can be found in the HR one one eight five system, and it it's basically a massive flying brick. <laughs> I remember and the big bricks from Frontier that would be hanging outside of uh, space stations. Um, well, yeah, I mean. 
I mean, have you gone looking for any of the uh, the mega ships yet, John, or the, yet, the no. generation ships? Oh, well, you're in for a surprise then, so we won't spoil that one. <laughs> I look forward to it. How far yeah. have we got to travel, though? Oh. They're all in the bubble. Actually. They're all, this well, doesn't... Pretty much all in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah, but the bubble's big. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's only in a Cobra. Oh, un- I was going to say, under I'm a, not, under a thousand light... They're easily under a thousand light years from Sol. Yeah. Um, I would say most of them... I think, isn't there a couple of them even, couple, like, just a couple of jumps from Lave? Yeah, there are. There's, there's not that, they're not that far away. Oh, I'll have, to, I'll have to make a detour for them then. Yeah, uh, uh, take it, have you been to an asteroid base yet then, John? No. <laughs> have you been, go to Warrenus in the Lave system, it looks lovely. It does look yes. amazing. Brian, yeah, I knew that one was there, but I just haven't been that way. I haven't been in the Alliance part of space for a while, so... I was just going to ask I'll Brian to... how he finds engaging. Do you check the forums? Do you keep up to date with these updates in the game, or is this just kind of new to you? No, I spend a fair amount of time hanging around both the Reddit and the, mostly Reddit actually, and the, the Frontier forums as well. Um, a lot of the game seems to happen outside the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so it does pay an awful lot to keep up to date with what's going on in the boards, what's going on podcasts like yourself, and just see what other people are up to, what other people are going to see, because you don't have time to get around it all yourself anyway. You know? Have you done any mega ships or um, alien sites yet, or is there something in your to-do list? I have not. It's on my to-do list. Um, I'm hoping to get out. To... Have you hmm? been to Hutton yet? I have laughed at a couple of missions to Hutton that I was offered and carried on flying somewhere else. It's probably something I'll do at some point just for the mug, like, but... For the mug! Yep. <laughs> It'd be quite <laughs> easy, I think, for uh, like a newbie player to not really pay attention and accept a mission to Hutton. It's and quite then, funny, because there's I, the, the, P, the PS4 you, you sub on Reddit, and so many people have... I can't believe it's so far. Why is this taking so long? <laughs> I know. I must admit, I do. I have. I admitted, I have. I have trolled with the old Anaconda trick. But the thing is, though, uh-huh. it's, it's not as bad as it used to be because you used to get a mission and it would be four hours, you know, or it would be like forty minutes. You got forty minutes to deliver this boom data to Hutton, and you're thinking, ah, oh, you might, you might want to pick you up a no phone, chance. fax it through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine though some crazy idiots going off and doing a CG to Hutton? I mean, God's sake! Oh, I know. And then flying what three thousand odd pilots flying back and it's forth numbers of madness. times. Some of them delivering over fifty thousand tons of scrap. And then doing a radio show about it as well. Grant, maybe you can help my memory and also serve maybe new listeners and explain why the Hutton orbital truckers chose Hutton in the first place. <laughs> right, there, there is no reason. There is no reason whatsoever. Um, it was basically because of the the distance, and although it already had a rare, it was part of that uh, point when Frontier were offering uh, a vote and a poll on new rares to go in game, and of course there were a number of serious rares that were submitted. There was a number of mugs from various different systems submitted <laughs> but the only one that kind of had that cohesive concept behind it, ridiculous as it may be, was the challenge of that 
one and a half, one and an hour, 45 minute flight time repeated again and again. So I think it was just that challenge that Frontier liked the idea of. And of course, we then built the station to try and support the events and keep people going. And it's become what it's become, which is amazing. So yeah, we salute all those mad, mad, filthy truckers that got involved. <laughs> but there's something lovely about that. You know, you, you know, we, we had so much fun just all meeting up uh, outside the system, jumping in and then just going on these massively long convoys, trying to avoid the code in the SDC who were waiting for us up at the station end. It was just... Because uh, were SDC a thing at the time? Yeah, no, yeah. There was just, it was just the code, I'm sure of it. Well, yeah. Well, I think there was, well, I don't know, it's a while ago, wasn't it? God, that's almost two years. It's kind of frightening. But it is a bit. We had a, a ton of fun, and yeah, and, and the piracy was very, very important, actually, a very important aspect. Otherwise, it's just flying back and forward. But to add in that wonderful sort of worry of can we get there in one piece, and the convoys worked brilliantly, is just, you know, a great fun playing with other player event. And uh, we're hoping to do some more really, 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 really soon again. Mm. Um, other things mentioned in the newsletter is obviously, has everybody seen um, Radlock Recursion's uh, new video of The Return? It's amazing. Yeah, that, 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 is, yeah. that is a pretty good promo. I'm surprised. It- it's, yeah, it's really, really, it's awesome, that video. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, just quickly. Hmm. <laughs> Except my show notes have gone funny. Okay. Right. Um, at this moment in time, we—I mean, we've oh. the only thing we've got left to discuss before the big discussion about the PS4 is that um, well, Professor Palin and Ramtar have. have made announcements about the their appropriate alien structures yeah I mean obviously it's, it's the comment on the some of the things that have happened um, and I, I consider that Ben is the biggest instigator um, of bringing alien destruction on us all with the <laughs> the taking you know the that wasn't me that was Stephen Usher oh yeah Stephen Usher said it who did it um, if Stephen Usher said everybody jump off a train, would you yeah. do it? Uh, Stephen Usher did it. Did you not press the button, Colin? Um, <laughs> How quick the finger um, twists! <laughs> I take the fifth. <laughs> Who yeah, dropped I, the guardian Stephen, tape? Stephen said Canon delivered, and I'm sure Colin pressed the button. I um, just died. I, I, Fair I, enough. I, I, I'm having vague memory flashback issues. Uh, I'm not sure whether or not I can uh, <laughs> <laughs> dis- discuss it at this moment in time. <laughs> but it was, you know, one of those things where it was nice to suddenly see, because, you know, these things could be um, so easily just left quiet. It's not important to the sort of next stage in the mission, is it? But to highlight the fact that these things have been tried by players and for Frontier to then put it into the you know Galnet stories and put it into the, the, the sort of background story of the game is is brilliant. You know, yeah. it, it, to sort of link the story it, it, around it the evidence or to have that to be discovered by players in the game in order to sort of link the story is brilliant. 
So that is the yeah. fact that, you know, because of the reaction to Guardian Tech by the Thargoids, then they were pretty certain that it represents that there must be some pre-existing relationship between the two species and that they must have had interactions in the past. And that's exciting. Yeah, it, it, it has seemed to kicked off a whole lot of new round of speculation. Go speculation bingo! <laughs> House! Yes. So, um, Ben, what's this about the docking computer with 2.4? So... The docking computer was big time fixed with, was it Horizons that the last, or was it 2.1? The docking computer used to be a complete liability anyway, I think think that's fair to say, yes? Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. And it was was greatly improved, but then the engineering fix, engineering went off and broke it, so... If you had a really nicely engineered ship that could travel at like you know, boost up to sort of a thousand meters per second or something like that, you kind of went splat again. So with two point four, Sarah Jane Avery, the mistress of the minions, has gone off and revisited the docking computer and has pressed her magical developer button to give herself a eye courier that has a regular speed of eight hundred and eighty five meters per second with a boost speed of 1,200 meters per second to do some docking tests with it, shall we say. Ah, and I see. she's found it scary, but but it works. Cool. Yeah, it's definitely a case oh. of, do you trust your docking computer here? And so far, it seems to be working quite yeah, well. More importantly, but, more importantly, and, and, and I will give exceptions to anybody flying on Xbox or PlayStation at the current time. <clears throat> Who's using a docking computer, you lazy bums? <laughs> Honestly. I agree with that. I use a docking computer. Yeah, well, you know, that's exactly what we picture you. Because it allows me to go and make a cup of tea, <laughs> <laughs> you know, while it's docking or, you know, go to the toilet I, or get I will a cold agree. drink. Some when of us just doing, love Billiard Blue Danube yep. as well. <laughs> yep. Yeah, when I'm doing short-range trading missions, so I'm going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, then, yes, I'm the same as you, John. I'll shove a docking computer in my, in my wee slot. Um, You're denied. And I'll, <laughs> go off and I'll go and have a cup of tea or go <laughs> to the toilet while the ship docks. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you put a docking computer wherever you want, Ben. That's absolutely fine. Um, I'm just that you're denying oh your, you're de- denying yourselves the joy of landing with three percent hull, wondering when you touch down if you're actually going to survive. Um, and having now flown on PlayStation and Xbox, I've been doing for two weeks now. Um, I'm still. Sh- <laughs> shockingly shit at it um in fact if anything the slots have become more troublesome for me to get through um no pun intended but um the lining up on the pad i'm just having to sort of remind myself take it slow don't go don't try and do any fancy crap it's not going to work out you go like a prat you've already twitched yourself crashing into the slot too many times (sighs) 
but yeah, it's good fun. It's just not a joke anymore. I think you know there's there's a there is definitely a use for docking computers, and it's not smuggling or, or pirating. But if <laughs> you buy yourself your first new ship and you've never flown it before, then it is often good to use a docking computer to work out how to approach the slot, especially in T9s or uh, cutters. Yeah, that 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 is a, a yep. skill all to itself on a T9 and a cutter. Well, my, my brother just recently bought a Beluga and he's had all sorts of troubles docking that. Um, well, he's had problems taking off with it as well. <laughs> it's got a right wide arse, doesn't it? I think the fins on it have, mm-hmm. a, have a, a knack of just catching things on the way out. So uh, watch out for that. I mean, what is the hardest ship to dock in the game currently? I mean, Actually, the, I think it would be the Beluga. I mean, probably, yeah. Oh, the Beluga's got that stupid yeah. big Anaconda spoiler all right back. once you realise where the bridge is. The Anaconda is e- a lot easier than the Imperial Cutter, I'd say. Oh, the Cutter slides um, too much. It really makes getting into the docking a nightmare. But uh, I love the T9. You've just got to go in remembering you have a massive forehead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. the, the, the cutter, opposite of the anaconda, then kind of well, the anti-Farlin yeah. of of uh, the the elite dangerous world. <laughs> at, at least with the anaconda, you're you can see yourself coming in because your cockpit's at the back. Whereas the imperial cutter, it looks like you're going in, and then suddenly you and the beluga, you're you're going in fine, and then suddenly your ass just catches on something. Yeah, we've all had and that problem. It's just like, where did that come from? Well, well, moving on to the the main topic. Now, obviously, with it with the Elite Dangerous being uh, released on the PS4, reviews have been coming in with, and the average score has been very high, between eight out of ten, and uh, mostly recommended. Uh, and it does compare very favourably against uh, people's experience with No Man's Sky. So, um, talking to our our brand. <laughs> brand new PS4 newbie. Now, I do believe you said that you used to play um, the old version of Elite back in the 84, so you're an old 84er. Yeah, a long, long time ago on an old Sinclair Spectrum. And you haven't played it my age. since? I, haven't, I have not played it since, so no versions of Elite or Frontier or any previous editions of Elite Dangerous along the way. I have not touched it since then. Came to it cold. And... What do you think? I well, I mentioned earlier I've been obsessively playing it for the past two weeks. It's very hard to put down, and it is just sucking up all my available free time. And I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, the, the, the 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 memory the, old, the memories that I have of the old game are just kind of putting around and doing what you wanted to do and never really worrying about. Yes, there was the end goal of getting to elite, but you didn't have to worry about that. You just did what you wanted and. It, you kept playing and it got there eventually. Mm. That aspect of it is still very much there, or feels very much there. Although, because of the you know the souped-up graphics and the better ability of the, the modern machines to kind of present stuff to you, you feels like there's a lot more going on and a lot more tasks that you can set yourself and goals that you can set yourself as little steps along the way to wherever you eventually end up going. And you sit down, you start with one or two things you want to do, and the next thing you know, you've got a list of five or six that you want. And um, where did the time go? What do I do next? So, yeah, it's um, great, great fun doing it. So, I mean, have you tried some of the more advanced things like uh, multi-crew or, or any of the other fighting? Well, I don't know whether you've got a 
advanced enough yet to actually have a ship with a fighter bay in it. I'm, I haven't yet. Um, what what's I've been doing your, what's your current ship, Brian? I have an Asp Explorer. Okay, that's not bad. It's not bad. Two weeks' work. I love I, my Asp. It's, it's, a great, it's a great little ship. Um, mm. And just doing all the kind of reading beforehand and certainly watching a lot of the YouTube videos of things like Distant Worlds and that sort of thing, it gave me the Explorer bug before I ever got the game. So kind of that's sort of where my focus is at the minute was getting to a ship where I could go and do stuff out there somewhere, wherever. Um, so that's kind of what I'm working for is, you know, getting that to an A spec, getting it engineered so I can get some nice jump range on it and go and do things. Right. And all the, all, the, all the little tasks that go around giving me the money to do that and all the stuff for the engineers that I need to do that and other bits and pieces. And I had a lot of fun doing it and gathering it up. Yeah. So, uh, overall, this is... Would you say that this is the game that you've been waiting for? Yes. Oh. <laughs> very, very, mu- very, very much so. And I, I, I've, obviously, I've known Elite Dangerous has been around for a couple of years because I'd, I'd heard about it first when they, they, the Kickstarter came out, but I'm never had a PC. Um, wasn't something that I would be bothered playing for. Um, and obviously then, of course, it got their Xbox exclusivity and we had to sit in our hands while we waited. So it's been something that I've been waiting for for years. There's a little bit of internal hype in there that I had for myself. One of these days I'll get my hands on this. Um, and there's always a danger when you do that, that whatever you end up at the end will disappoint you. And it hasn't. Which mm. is as much of a surprise to me as anything else, I think. Now, and after a while, I might kind of, you know, when you've been playing it three months, six months, you'll start to find the little quirks and the little bits of annoy you. And, you know, maybe engineer bingo isn't as much fun or engineer roulette isn't as much fun as it initially first is. But I'm not at that stage yet, you know. Uh, the honeymoon period still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that, that's that's the danger. So all of, us are, all of us PS4 folks are kind of landing on it now and thinking, ooh, this is great. Ask us again in six months and you might get different answers. But for the moment... It's it's delivering very nicely indeed. Well, we we're five yeah, years we're five fair. years along now, aren't we? Well, we're from yeah. from it's, it's still here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you can play a game solid for for six months and then get bored of it, um, you I, know, yeah. I think you yeah. got your money's worth, haven't you? Surely. Yes. Yes, I would say so. Um, most games now you're paying fifty or sixty quid for about thirty or forty hours of gameplay. I've probably got that already. So you've got No Man's Sky as well. I do, yes. That kind of tided you over until, obviously, Elite came out. Yeah. Um, do you still play it at all? I have, not <laughs> I have not touched No Man's Sky since the moment I found out I could pre-order Elite Dangerous. Oh, right. It so as soon as, as soon as you it, put it in the cart and it was on its way, you thought, that's it. That's I can't. it. That's it. That was it. I, I, it lost the appeal. Um my focus kind of changed to, okay, what can I do with this new thing? That's not to say that No Man's Sky was a bad game. I kind of got nine months of heavy, heavy play out of it, and I enjoyed it for what it was. I came to that after all the hype, and I didn't have kind of three tons worth of salt about what the game was on launch. Um, it's In some ways, it's similar to Elite Dangerous because you've got, you know, the explore, fight, or trade, and do what you want to do within the particular universe you've got there. But it's coming at it from a more arcade aspect and it's it's not it's so there's an overlap but it's not the same thing in what kind of way is it an arcade game though because from from what they promised i know they didn't deliver on all their promises but i know it had this kind of aesthetic which was like kind of cartoony or whatever 
But it was still kind of simulating in that, you know, you've got this massive procedural universe and it's sandboxy. So in what way was it arcade? Well, think, 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 think of landing your ship. If you go on Elite Dangerous, you've got the hoo-ha of getting your ship through the letterbox in one piece, finding your pad, getting it down, and not annoying someone else to get yourself blown out in the sky in the, along the way. If I want to land on a spaceship in No Man's Sky, I find the little white entrance and point my ship at it. Oh, right. Once, okay. I get, once I get within a certain range, tractor beam takes over and it does everything for you. There's no, you're, and you're on rails for it. There's nothing you can do. And you, you're not going to die. You're not going to mess it up. You can't even crash you know, so on the planet. That's what really got me. <laughs> no, you'll, 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 just, you'll just bounce off from the, the no-fly zone, however many metres off the ground it is, and you're, you're fine. There's no particular issue there. You want to land on the ground, you press X, and you're down on the ground. That's that. Um, so it's a different... They're coming at the same sort of thing from different angles. It's really big on the planetary exploration um, and resource extraction and mining and things like that, which Elite doesn't have yet. Um, but Elite wins absolutely hands down by a mile on the once you're up in space and you're doing things up in space. It's, it's a different world entirely. Somewhere in the middle, there's somewhere they can meet in the middle and have one absolutely wonderful game, but it'll be a while before they get there yet. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I must admit that a, a lot of people have sort of said if we could have the, the atmosphere, atmospheric landings of, of No Man's Sky with the rest of Elite Dangerous, we'd be quite happy. Yeah. But, well, uh, well, I we, think we that's on the low the... roadmap still, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that, that is still definitely on the roadmap. The only problem is that <laughs> David Braben has said it's quite quite a way off. Long how, are you fi- how are you finding the planetary play that you get in Elite compared to the planet stuff that you do on No Man's Sky then? Um, I think the buggies are fun. You have to do a little bit of learning with them so you don't kill yourself quite easily because it doesn't take much to damage them. Um, going out and kind of hunting for resources, I think, could be a little more exciting. Um, but the planetary missions and going in and, you know, doing surface scans and shooting down skimmers and watching for other things at installations and that sort of thing, that's actually quite enjoyable. And it's more of a challenge than waves of sentinels. Because that was, you know, the, way, the, the waves, the sentinels are always kind of predictable. They come in the two, you come in the various waves that you know that you're going to get. You don't have quite the same predictability with the Elite Dangerous ones. So there's a wee bit more of a challenge to them. I've just I started so do you- doing the planetary scanning missions and I thoroughly enjoy them. They're really quite, I mean, okay, it's the same thing you do again with different places. And in fact, does anyone ever, does, does anyone really read the mission briefings? But I quite enjoy that mechanic of going down there, getting in your SRV, finding the data point, scanning it. It's good fun. And until, until, I, until I learned how to actually get myself to a particular point on a planet, just getting down there was enough of a challenge to start with. It's, it's the learning curve. Um, I think somebody wrote somewhere that the learning curve for Elite Dangerous is so steep, even the goats wear tethers. Um, and it wasn't entirely wrong. Um, but once once you get there and you start making progress, it's, it's actually very it's very rewarding. Mm. Out of interest, actually, have you heard the No Man's Sky parody video by Commander Human? I have not. Oh, are we going to have to play this again, Grant? Only if you sound of Grant queuing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a goat? No, that's my Xbox controller. Every time I drop out a super cruise, it goes. Bruh! It's a horrible thing. <laughs> oh, that was a goat. <laughs> No, the, the Xbox controller does do that. It, it, it's it, first time it happens to you. It it, it does go. What the? F- 
uh, yeah, it, it, it is surprising. Yes, what the flying fudge? Um, I mean, the PS4 controller. Are you able to look around the cockpit with the PS4 controller? Uh, yes, there's a wee toggle on, on on R3. If you toggle that down, then it just uses the gyro to, to give you a free look. It's annoying as hell if you accidentally toggle it. Uh, but it can be quite useful otherwise. Oh, yeah. I was about to ask whether or not you actually use it because uh, I know that the head tracking stuff that us PC master race people use is is a blooming godsend sometimes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's handy for kind of if, if you're not under fire and kind of in a attention elsewhere and you've got the attention to, to, to look around you, it's, it's, it's quite handy. Brian, with with the No Man's Sky thing, um, you know, I mean, a lot of the comparisons you've drawn have been about like the kind of content of the game and what you get up to. Um, are you actually interested in like the multiplayer aspect of Elite Dangerous? Do you play in open or do you not bother? I play in Mobius. Um, oh, okay. The PVE. Oh, was Mobius set one up already? Wow. Ah, uh, yes. Um, it's it's. Not a huge number of users yet, I don't think, um, but it's there and it's up and running. So um, if people are of the the care bear mentality and want to get away, get away from anyone who might otherwise try to kill them, it's there. That said, uh, I don't think it's much of a problem on PS4 yet at the moment because nobody's had the the chance to level up. As it's it not were, many people in the lances ganking you at a start. No. And no, okay. no, not yet. Give 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 it a while, but uh, <laughs> not yet. Oh, human nature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, so I mean, John. I mean, you've you've come back with uh, back to elite. Obviously, you're having a a bit of a, a fun time rediscovering some of it. Have you yeah. had a chance to do anything like multiplayer with your brother or anything like that? Multi crew, rather. Um, yeah, we actually last night just before going to bed. He, he as I said, he's just bought this beluga. Uh, and he's got a fighter bay in it, and he, and we, I had a quick go, got into his ship, and then I flew one of the uh, Imperial like fighters, and that was kind of cool. Um, I did like that, um, and I could definitely imagine, you know, casually doing it again. Yeah. But I don't know if it's something, you know, it's something that we always talked about since, you know, you know before the game was even released, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could go on each other's ships and you could, you know, do all this kind of stuff? I, I don't know if it's kind of compelling enough yet. No. Um, you know, everybody wants their own ship at the end of the day. I don't know if that could possibly change if they add the ability to, like, kind of run around ships and then make the gameplay a bit more like um, Pulsar or, or something like that. You know, that would, that would really <laughs> up the ante. John, do you really want the grants to have the ability to run down your, run down to the engine room in your anaconda or whatever, and just flick the eject core button? <laughs> I'm hoping that that's one feature they wouldn't implement, you know, or if so, you'd have to get the captain's permission, or, or you know, do you or want something. do you want to allow Grant to eject the core? Press no, or press no to eject Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they do have those those safeties now in place. They didn't have it with the original yeah. release. They now got it where the pilot can uh, say, you. "Right, well, yeah, the pilot can always kick you if if you if you if you do something naughty he doesn't like." But these they've now got the ability to lock down your weapons, so you can't launch or you can't fire the weapons uh, oh, okay. uh, until he gives approval, 
because there was there was too many people sort of shooting the space station and then running away and watching the poor commander. They they just crewed up with get blown away by the space station. But am I right in thinking that people, if they invite you to their ship, they always maintain the helm of that ship. They That's can't right. actually put you in charge and then you know bugger off in one of their own fighters or something. Um, actually, if I remember rightly, and someone correct me if I'm wrong on this one, what you can do is you, if that person has got uh, a double fighter bay, mm-hmm. and uh, basically they've got a crewman, they can launch you in a fighter, they can launch in a fighter themselves and have the crewman still pilot their ship. Right, okay. So you can have a double crewman, uh, a, double, a double fighter wing, if you like. Yeah, you with can a, have with a, a, you can definitely have a double fighter wing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you go into your if you go into my fighter. I don't think I have the option to go into my fighter into my other fighter. Oh yeah. right. Yeah, I get the feeling that if you've got people on board your ship, you've got to stay on your ship because that's the experience we had last night. Unless we didn't find the right option. Yeah, I'll. I've got then ten more jumps to go, Colin. So I'll invite mm-hmm. you into my ship in a couple of minutes. Okay. There you go. We're so going to find out live on it. Yeah. This is, this is a research. I mean, because I, I thought we saw that in the beta for, for 2. Point, uh, yeah, for 2.3, but obviously I might have been mistaken. This is I know technically I, I can, homework. I can definitely... Yeah. Pardon? I can... Yeah, yeah go Technically homework. We should have done it before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sorry, I just thought of it now, the question. So, sorry if I've made you all look inept. It was unintentional. Difficult job, that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's right, but it might have changed. And I hope it has, because I would, yeah, I far prefer flying my fighter to flying, like, some big-ass Anaconda or Type 9 or whatever. I mean, I must yeah. admit, I, I still like the gunnery position now. I just wish you could have more than one gunner, but, you know, that's... Mm, that would be nice me. as well. What, what magazine but, did yeah. you get that position from? <laughs> God, Grant! <laughs> yeah, and we were wondering about Ben suffering from the horn, and now, now we got you. <sighs> so, okay, so I got a question for Brian. Brian, what is your... You said that you you're into the exploration that was one of the things you were looking forward to now you've got into the game you still got the explorer bug or have you started thinking about you know doing something else in the future it's probably the first thing well i spent kind of the weekend kind of just outside the bubble scooting around systems and scanning anything that would move or that was scannable um nice little learner nice little experience and kind of learning how that worked without being too far out that i could get myself into serious trouble so i I enjoyed that um and one of the player groups is running a kind of a wee mini expedition um starting this weekend just kind of going around some of the sites out of marope and witch head nebula that sort of thing so i'll tag along with that and see how it goes um just to kind of get the feel for whether i like that i have also been playing with a little bit of trading and a little bit of fighting although i'll admit that fighting is not my definitely not my first love um but yeah i'll Try everything that the game has to offer and take it from there. And is there a ship that you're looking forward to owning? <laughs> I have specced out a long time in advance an Anaconda um, for, you know, kind of doing the long, the Beagle Point run and that sort of thing. That's what I want eventually. I'm not in any drastic hurry to get it. 
if you know what I mean. I'm not kind of one of these ones that's going to sit and grind in the one spot for three weeks to, to get the money to do that. Um, there'd be no better way of ruining the game for myself, I think. Um, but as it comes and as the money gets there, that that would be what I'm what I'm after. Mm. Uh, and you other guys, have you got any tips for Brian, like what to avoid? Because mine would be mining, because it is boring as anything. <laughs> Um, Actually, I would I would say mining has t- has improved vastly yeah. since the fighters have come along. Is that not like fishing in Zelda? Aye, mining when you're hungover on a Sunday morning can be quite enjoyable. <laughs> Therapeutic, <laughs> yeah. And so can staying okay. in your bed and not getting up. <laughs> I can't do that. I now have. No, but I, I mean, you know, I must admit, then uh, I have actually enjoyed taking the uh, the keel back out, doing a bit of uh, mining, and of course, if it, normally, if you're mining before, pirates do come along every now and again, and just the fact you can launch the fighter, sw- flip over to the fighter, and deal with these these pirates is actually um, uh, very satisfying. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think. Everything obviously depends on what you're doing. The biggest advice I would give to anyone who's just starting out is do not feel obliged to grind. Um, you know, I've been playing this game now for five years, more on than off, and I'm still not elite in anything. Um, although I did get, I got to deadly over the weekend. So oh, I'm now, sure. so I'm now dead, deadly tycoon and pioneer. Uh, but I'm still not elite in anything. Um, you I've, got an interesting rank, Ben. What, who are you aligned with? You're, you're, I'm my with the Empire. I am enough to get a cut or whatever that is. Okay, um, well done. Well done. Yeah, I can't mind. Still a count. <laughs> so what is that? That's no, you're reading I'm that the wrong. <laughs> no, no, I was very careful to pronounce the word correctly. Yeah. Um, no, it's Count, then Viscount, then I think there's one after that, which is the right. cutter level, isn't I, it? I, I'm, I'm a Duke and a Chief Petty Officer. Uh, okay. So I, I was, after the Federation went off and kicked me out, the gits, because, you know, I, was, I went off and scooped some... I think it was, it was something innocent, like, you know, I went off and scooped some... No, it wasn't slaves. It was like escape pods or something like that. But then the Federation caught me with uh, escape pods on it, and they're like, "Hi, you've got you've got escape pods on you, you bastard! We're going to kill you now, and we hate you, and we'll never talk to you again." At which point, I basically thought, "Well, screw you," and I flew off to Empire <laughs> territory, uh, where I didn't have a kill on sight thing on me. So. I've always so remained. It's not possible for you to just pay the fine now and. and it, go I back. wasn't. I mean, if you remember back in the gamma or just after the gamma, the 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 ratings of the Federation and the Empire and things like that were really badly skewed. So I basically from this from a couple of smuggling runs and picking stuff up that were technically illegal, like um, escape pods. The Federation just hated me with passion. Um, okay. And I just basically thought, well, screw you. Uh, yeah. And But, I mean, now I'm allied with the Federation. I'm friendly with the Empire. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all... All the bridges are, are mended, but you know, I did kind of get my ranking up with the Empire. But I wasn't grinding it or anything like that. So I was just 
playing the game. Um, and I think because I've not focused on anything and because I've just played and done whatever I fancy, you know, like going off and shooting stuff on Sunday because I just felt the need to kill things instead of run missions, I've found that I've not burned out the way that some people do. Mm. So, Brian, have you aligned yourself with a major faction yet? Are you? I am Holy Empire. <laughs> oh, see, he's a good guy. I knew he was. <laughs> There's just something about those ship designs that are uh, oh, very nice. Yeah, Namby so, yes, Pamby like for to get my hands on people them. that ponce about in big fluffy suits. Like Is that not Muppets? the Imperial way anyway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's only one good thing about the Imperials. They're mints. Dare I ask? Yeah. Oh, excuse my <laughs> Xbox, it just farted. <laughs> it's it's that good to get, isn't it? <laughs> Tell that duck to be quiet. <laughs> it's dropping into so. orbital cruise now. Oh, it's glide mode, yay! All oh, right. Well, that's that's good. We need more Imperials. Um, uh, although getting to the level to own a cutter is is a bit of a. It seems to be a grind. I mean, take a while, yeah. See, you needed to take advantage of all the exploits when they come, and uh, get into those stackable data missions to the similar well, empire and they, systems, and then get frontier ban your ass. Yeah, well, it's not. Well, it wasn't an exploit, was it? It was a case of just sitting patiently, loading up with all your twenty missions, and then running yeah. one stop. It's just the fact that the uh, missions were all from one station to one other station, which meant you could just fill your ship up with twenty missions relatively quickly. And again, you arrive at the destination, and all the missions there are back to where you just came from, and they're all Imperial factions. So it's just yep. maximizing your. Um, Output. In fact, no one told just, me about these things. Well, I, yeah, well, I can't remember. I can't even remember the name of the station. I avoided those. I avoided those like the plague because I wanted to have the proper experience, and it had. <laughs> it took me four months to get to, up mm. to get my my cutter. And um, it, no, are any of you actually still flying the cutter though? Was it as good oh. as you thought it was going to be? <laughs> no, yeah, so, I'm still yeah. flying my cutter. I'm, I'm, stuck, I'm still flying my my clipper. I, I'm really enjoying it actually. So you're in the clipper, I've got the cutter. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm flying my cutter. I like it because it's, it's a really, really fast ship. Um, it turns... Yeah, it takes about three light years to turn. But it goes in a straight line very well. But it's got a bit of space in it, though, isn't it? I, it's, it's, I mean, I could, engine, I could fit it out so I've got like over 700 tons of cargo, cargo space and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I think at the moment I've only got. But it makes it makes the T nine look good. Aye, I've got I've only got two fifty six in mine at the moment. But then I've also got um, two or three. I think I've got something like two um, SRVs, two fighters, uh, interdiction stuff. I've got Thargoid alien shit carrying cargo space which goes off and juices my cargo space by about 100 tons just to get me four tons of cargo of alien carryable stuff and things like that so mm. yeah i'm just i'm i'm kitted out at the moment for a very multi-role thing rather than trading but i i, I quite like it actually and grant what are you flying at the mo um in a cobra on the xbox but on the pc i think i'm actually back in a python for a bit I was doing some combat missions, um, but I always end up back in my Type 9 because I thoroughly enjoy flying the, the brick, the space <laughs> brick. Just I love it. But the, uh, the the cutter was just too slippy for my liking. It was just, oh, 
Oh man, I don't know how many of them I pranged and wrecked. It's, it's got, it got sold as quickly as I'd worked month, weeks and weeks of getting my rank up to get it, and then sold it just as quick. <laughs> just like, nope, I did not like the ship at all. And back into my Type Nine, I there's something nice and just lovely, and and a, oh, I love my Type Nine. I'm never yeah, going to change no, I've it. Got, I've, I've got a soft spot for the space cow. Well, well, that's that's just your soft spot, isn't it? Because it's called the Space Cow. I mean, for you guys, I mean, you've been playing the game solid. So, um, has there, uh, has there, um, have we arrived at a point where there's a lot of min-maxing with ships? So, for instance, I don't see a lot of players bothering with like federal drop ships or anything like that. Everybody seems to be in a further lance. So, have most of the players just gravitated towards certain ships and then other ships are just looked upon as what's the point in flying it? The adder. Well, the it, adder does has no point or value whatsoever. <laughs> they should just stop making the it. Adder. It's always been that way with the adder, but uh, what about the, the bigger ships? Well, it depends on what you need. I mean, most people go for the Ferdinand's because it is the best fighter uh, mm. or the, the, the fighter that's the most survivable in, in big situations. Um, I mean... <laughs> It, it depends what you want uh, for something I'll with multi role. I'll take my vulture in against any third lance any day of the week. You know, but I prefer the maneuverability of the vulture. Mm. Okay, fighting talk there. I might have to take you up no, on that I off think, the one. Yeah, I think I think people just they, they actually the, the 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 ships are that distinctive in their mannerisms and characters that people do actually just have one that they love to fly. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. it comes down to this is the one I love, and I know that the the yeah the 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 Diamondback and and that have a, a unique feel, and it's it's it's, it's absolute testament to to Frontier that they've managed to create characteristics in ships that are so compelling that people have their own favourites. Like, for instance, I love the courier, even yeah. though, you know, if you want to do some com- um, bounty hunting, you know, you've got to be in a Ferdinand's. But I, I just, every so often, I like to just take my courier out of storage and, and just take it for a spin because it's such a beautiful ship and fun to fly. Well, what I'd recommend in that case is, is try and get the drives on the Imperial courier or the Imperial Eagle upgraded as much as you can, because once you get some dirty drives in those things, they move so fast. Oh, God, they're scary and when, fast. And when you're flying low uh, over over a planet's surface in one of those, it, it's, it's, yes, it's... Yeah. And does the engineering make them more of a force to be reckoned with in, like, a hazardous resource extraction site, for instance? Oh, yes. And, and the, the thing you've got to be aware of is that... Um, Pilots, which are, I think, is it deadly and elite? They have the same access to the engineering mods, mm. uh, which does make that those ships are a, a lot more of a challenge than they used to be. But they don't yeah, have to grind for materials, the bastards. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame you can't steal their ships. To be honest, I'd, I'd like that. <laughs> I would like that. Aim for the cockpit, blow the blow the guy out, and tow the ship home. I just want. I, I've always wanted. I've always wanted. Grand Theft Space, Grand Theft Spaceship, you know, shoot out his drives, go off, do an EVA, and then you know, fight, fight my way up his ship and capture it. Well, you know, it's in the plan, isn't it? It's in my plan. Don't know Frontier <laughs> agree with me, but it's in my plan. Is that not part of the uh, Star Citizen default game as well? 
I think it is, to be honest. That idea I've is seen in, it. in Star Citizen. I have seen uh, an EVA where they've, they've jumped at the back, a crew of four, jumped at the back of a ship, floated across to a wreck, jumped into it at various ports, powered it up and flown it off. And now that is mm-hmm. spectacular. I mean, as much as um, Star Citizen is an easy joke at the current time because there isn't a game, there's so much in that game that will be epic. Uh, when it, a lot of potential a huge potential I mean that stuff looks good the the sort of marine uh, first person shooter is enjoyable but it's I wouldn't say it's uniquely special but to have it tied in with spaceships you know so when you, you're getting shot at you make a run up to a deck jump in a craft take off and away you go and you're safe or you spin your ship around and the guy comes running out the airlock behind you straight into the path of your dual railguns that's Again, the gameplay that we all want in these games, we're happy to see a game come out as well. No Man's Sky was great for about two hours play and then it became painfully <laughs> obvious where it was lacking. And then, you know, I've never gone back and I never will. I don't think I will. But I enjoyed it for what it was at that stage. But very quickly you kind of go, okay. That's 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 it, is it? And uh, Elite continuously is changing and adapting. Maybe not in the ways that we always want, but there's always enough of a change to give you a reason to go and oh, I'm going to try that. I'll go and try this new mission, see how the missions run again, and I'll go and get back into trading again. There's always so many aspects and ways you can play the game that you it doesn't need to get boring. And then when it does, you've always got the likes of Player Unknown uh, to go and have a quick go at to try and revitalise your love for the game. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see if they can bring in. I don't think stealing spacecraft is going to work. I don't think it's going to work in Elite Dangerous. That's my only feeling is it's it's a mechanic that is unpleasant and Oh, just imagine this oh, the, the sort of between players. Oh yeah. yeah, but if you could steal NPC ships. Well yeah. I mean if, if I mean it could be quite good fun if you can imagine being at a ground a ground station, you meet up with the you know the rest of your group and you're in a wing or whatever and you've got um eight or nine commanders and you decide to go and liberate the big anaconda. But that's you know, again it's it's the uh, the mechanics that you introduce there is does that then make it easier for a group of ten people to steal somebody, their first anaconda? And, you know, how do you then... Because crime and punishment isn't in the game enough to be able to mm-hmm. track down and hunt down thieves of an anaconda, which is what you would but want in place. where we should be getting all that. But again, it's, it's not, we've not got a mechanic in yet where a ship isn't anything other than uh, an option for a commander as opposed to an object that a commander owns. If that makes sense. So although we've got ship names now, which is good, I'm not convinced that that is uh, its own entity yet and it would need to be its own entity if it was going to get stolen because then you would have to track it down. Mm-hmm. You know, so and you want to Falcon or whatever? Well, I just, I just think it would be really good if, you know, for example, you get scanned at a station and it notices that the ship ID on the outside of your ship isn't matching the one on the internals. And, uh, yeah. I filed down the VIN number. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I think no, no, that that's gameplay there, but it does require the crime and punishment to be um, yeah, it spot would affect on. the game balance, definitely. They would have to put a lot of thought in how they could implement it. You know, what's to stop a new player from grabbing a sidewinder and then stealing a, you know, a cutter? If they're lucky or something. 
But yeah, there are there are ways that. this can all be dealt with. Oh yeah, sure, sure. But it yeah. would change the game, and obviously oh, gotcha. they've got to make sure that they want to change it that way. Yeah, it just. But I, I mean, there's someone saying is it Mecha Mecha Do Godzilla is saying it would make the game more fun. I mean, there's no debate that that would make the game more fun, but it's at the expense of something, and the expense of you know, you. I mean, what would be funny is if you had the mechanic that's in Grand Theft Auto. Um, oh balls I've just missed that station for the second time um, <laughs> the duck's going crazy the mechanic in Grand Theft Auto where you can have your car drivable by anybody so you can actually say I don't mind if someone steals it um, I mean there's one flip side to it which is of course your insurance payout gets you your shit back so there's no real loss uh, in that respect if someone nicks it but maybe having that kind of option of um, allowing other players to pilot your ship when you're not in it and having you know the ability to make it friends only anyone so that you could opt in and opt out of that kind of mechanic because you know it's funnier than you're on a planet you jump out in your SRV and some <laughs> member of your uh, group jumps down lands next to you nicks your ship and leaves you a little beat up sidewinder with 2% hull <laughs> but would you make it just like in GTA if, if I blow up your car in GTA I've got to pair the repair ball don't I do you think yeah. it would be the same that it's, if you crash my ship? I think there's so, so forgot to put permission. Um, so many different aspects yeah, of it that I would that I would think the the need to be really seriously thought about before that mechanic that actually almost make it not worth thinking about. You know, it's one of those things where I think it's it's such a uh, awesome! I mean, I, I love the idea of uh, spacewalking across to a wreckage to go about a, a, a wreckage ship or a mega, mega ship to board. You know these kind of stuff, or dare I say, it, go grave robbing in one of the uh, ancients, uh, the the wonderful big ships. Um, the what do you call them? The oh god. What's generation ships. Generation ships, yeah. To go in and have a wander around those or around a station, you know, on the outside of a station to do EVA walks around that and to find um, all kinds of different missions to find stuff like, well, because I love the planetary scan system where the target moves as you get closer until you find the final location. Can you imagine walking around the outside of a station to find some kind of device that's being used to bug station communications? There's so much gameplay there that stealing someone else's ship just for the shits and giggles it just doesn't quite feel like the elite game we've got, and I just don't know that it's worth going down that route for that small bit of fun. Maybe a mission to steal an NPC ship would be epic, like your kind of Grand Theft Auto um, missions that they do. What do they call them? Their heists, some the kind heists. of heist system where you could do that. That that could be that would work, I think, without creating a, a method for griefing people. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm still waiting for being able to walk around a space station, you know, just get out your ship and go meet your buddy in a bar, have Grant serve you a, a you know, a, a, your, your favourite tipple. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, the, again, space legs or elite feet, whichever you want to refer to it as, is... Um, uh, Again, they've said it's still in the plan, but it is a long way off. Well, yeah, while you're waiting for that, though, you yeah. could go in Pulsar and try and find Cow's Retreat uh, in-game, <laughs> which is a wonderful bar where you can buy some drinks. Coming soon, Pulsar. Yeah. Lost Colin. By the way, Colin, game. Uh, mm -hmm. 
I can't go in the fighter myself. I can put my NPC crewman into my other fighter, but I can't go into it myself. Right, I see. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm locked in my helm. Oh, right. Well, that, that explains that then. Unless I dock, and then you'll probably be able to get into your helm, uh, into a fight. Oh, come and try. Yeah. Oh. Never flown a Taipan before. This is very, very strange. So, uh, given that I've only ever flown the Imperial uh, fighter the other night, is there any real differences between the different fighters? Oh, I heck, would say so. Yeah. <laughs> You take this one, I mean, Grant. Oh no, they're just—I mean, from from just breakneck speed, turning, um, just last ability. No, I mean between damage. the fighters themselves, I, I thought they were all just really nippy. No, to... God, no, 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 not at all. That's, I mean, the, the, even between them, there's a difference in the speeds that you can get up to. Uh, the Taipan's quite a, a heavy um, ship; it takes an awful lot of knocks before it finally succumbs. Um, but are it's... you in game just now, John? Because I can invite you. Uh, I've just come out a minute. I'm sorting out my PC. So okay. So they are, they are. There is a big difference uh, in the handling as well. Um, I was quite surprised with the Taipan. I quite enjoyed that, whereas I thought I was just going to be forever in my. Oh crikey! Now I can't even think what that's called. What's happened to my brain? That's just not being used. That's the problem. It's got dust on it. Well, you got the fall. You got the Falcon, the the Taipan, and the Imperial Fighter, which has sometimes been called the Hunter. The Falcon. Yeah. What happened to the Condor? The Condor, you mean? The con- yeah, the Condor's the Condor. one that Colin's on a bit. Yeah, yeah, the Condor's the one. The Condor used to be my right. favourite fighter, and in CQC, I love the Condor, but the Taipan has that little bit more durability over it. Um, it just Does seems- the PS4 come with CQC as well, or has that just been fully removed? Um, it's there. Um, it's I don't there. know that anyone's playing it much yet. Um, I think Frontier did talk that they were planning on doing a CQC night sometime over the they next week or so. They do keep saying it. They do do them quite often. And CQC, if you get a chance and you get some games going, it's a blast. Mm. It's just... It's just getting the games yeah. going in the first place is the problem. Because everyone's too distracted doing other things, I think. But yeah. yeah it's playing the real game. Uh, oh, if, you, if you come in game, John, I can invite you in and you can come fly a Taipan. Yeah, oh, maybe in a bit then. But, okay, uh, okay. I won't be able to do it now, sorry. Fair enough. Well, um, I, I think we've come to the end of the, the, the PS4 discussion and the return impressions. So um, we'll, we'll just move le- quickly move on to um, some of the other things that have been happening with the, the community corner for the moment. Um, so obviously we're going to bang our own drum here. Um, episode four of the Lave radio rpg has been released i know we've touched on it before but if any of you wants to know how um <laughs> did commander thane survive that attack of the bat then uh now's, now's your chance to find out uh i must admit having listened to it i was so jealous of that i missed out on it taking part it sounds it sounds a real laugh yeah, we need to get into the next one, Colin. You need to come along and do them, and um, I can't wait to do any more. Uh, all, well, apart from the fact that you know Oliver was a fantastic uh, uh, GM for the day, um, it is just a ton of fun. Mm. <laughs> it's just a ton of fun, and I can't wait for Dave because Dave's Dave. Um, the the sort of difference in the games is Dave likes it to be slightly more puzzle solving 
uh, and Dave is just a mean nasty bugger because he knows us and knows us too well uh, Oliver we had a slight distance he doesn't know us then but he does now so we're screwed the next time <laughs> so um, I, I can't wait whoever we can get with more more R- yeah, more RPGs and, and you've got to be in them John we need you in them as well so I just hopefully you know, the dates line up and you guys can be free for them mm. oh, sounds good yeah, and in other news, oper- there is uh, two operations at the moment going on by player groups um, against the serious cooperation in game. Um, now, a lot of there's been a little bit of controversy about these because basically, um, it's <laughs> they have the potential of blocking one of the, the grindiest engineers in the game, <laughs> but. Um, uh, there's apparently Operation Serious Business jaunt in uh, Sothis, which is the the operations of this, the SDC and company. Um, so commanders, be aware of um, what, uh, flying around Sothis just in case, because the, the SDC are trying to blockade the area. Um, however, Commander Histaram, uh, who is coordinating the ghosts of Call 70 and the 7th Privateers fleet, are doing a, a different effort probably closer to the serious system itself, um, they're, 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 tr- they're trying different methods to try and knock down the influence of the serious cooperation. Um, this, of course, is in response to a lot of the underhand dealing which was revealed in Drew's book. Uh, so, <laughs> it did, I, I mean, I do like the fact that the, the players uh, are punishing <laughs> an, uh, a faction within the game because of what's happened in the plot. I think that's quite a nice reaction. I don't know if anybody who's been shot down by them is going to have the same reaction. <laughs> well, you know what? It's nice to have... I mean, it's important that people engage with the fiction because it drives it on. And um, it's nice to see it happening in, in game and being driven by community sort of groups as well because it creates interest for new players that play you know especially for likes of Brian who we often found that there was a disconnect to the game news and what's going on in the over stories and the actual game because you log in nothing changes you can trade back and forth without ever noticing um, so it's nice to know that things are appearing in game based on those kind of uh, yeah fiction mm. Um, other news: We've got Canon has a brand new website, with, which uh, obviously, if you we'll put in the show notes. So if you could want to pop over and see how the the Tin Foil Hat Brigade are are basically probably chewing through the content faster than we than Frontier can ever create it, then you know that's probably the best place to to follow them. Um, there is also the the alien artifacts and alien thread on the forums itself, but that moves so fast I can hardly keep up with it. Uh, And in other news, I don't know if we're too late for this now, but um, Amazon, being Prime Day, had cut price Oculus Rifts for £400 instead of £600. With (laughs) with touch as well. Yes. It's It's normally £600, John. Mm. However, at uh, Road to VR, they've got a huge Oculus Rift Touch sale, and they've brought the price down to uh, $400 if you if you want to try your luck, luck getting it from the States. Um, and they're they're going to try and keep the price at that for six weeks or until it sell, and or until it sells out. So, yes, Oculus Rift has fallen in price temporarily. 
And, and finally, we have to give a shout-out. Uh, probably everybody in this group, us being all 84ers, will appreciate this. But there is a Space Wolf video. Now, I don't know whether I should even mention anything more. I think it has to be experienced cold. <laughs> what do you guys think? I, th- I think Space Wolf is Space Wolf. Uh, I'm not an 84er, um, really. So I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, can can you think of another show that had another kind of medium and wolf in it? Like Airwolf? Yeah. Like Airwolf! Oh, right, but, okay. But Space Wolf. Okay, all right, fine. That makes sense. <laughs> 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 However, it's funny you should mention that. When I am in the uh, in my imperial uh, courier flying over the over a planet's surface, that is the the, the theme tune that's going through my head. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, has anybody got any other business? I'm all out. Okay, Grant. I think I'm good. And Ben. No, I've just been I've just been trying to find this quickly. That should play us out tonight, I think. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Grant, your your video has actually stopped. You're not streaming. No, 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 it's not. It's just refresh. No, I've just done refreshes twice now and it's still I'm nothing. watching it on Twitch as well as put Twitching it out, so she's new. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's not working for me. Good, my Ben band's working. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brian, have you got anything uh, extra to add? It's been been nice having you on. Oh, thanks for having me. Been a pleasure. Right. Well, if that's that's the case then, guys, I think we might have to... (laughs) Thinking about it. It is thinking about it. My... my, uh, all of a sudden, uh, my Twitch is sort of kicked in, so I'm now getting 30 seconds ago just played back at me. So, I mean, has there been any questions in the uh, in the chat room that we can we can answer? Or has it all been quiet? Have they been well behaved? Can you plug LRN channel on Discord before the end? We always plug the Lay Radio Network stuff on. No, we the don't. Discord channel we don't because it's yes, news. It's news and not the Lay Radio no, Network we don't, channel. We don't, we don't say the yeah, but we do always plug Discord. Yeah, but it's different. Tinyurl.com/slash/livechat. Well, that's what you're talking that's about. The same URL. No, he's talking there about you are, yeah, that's the segue I was looking for. He's yeah, talking about the fact that you know we got a network of people there that are going to tell us what missions yeah. to run and stuff. Or do we? I don't know. I'm making that up. We ha- we have Commander Whoever who tells us what to do. Who? <laughs> whoever. Do we not pick someone? Who? Uh, we just pick whoever. <laughs> Oh right, okay. So whoever's in there, the uh, at the time, yeah, you're in charge. Does it? Okay. Whoever's in charge. <laughs> no worries. This joke won't get old. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, let's see then. Well, obviously, after this finishes, we'll have our, our commander Witherspoon and his fantastic Galnet news. Um. We've also got to make massive thanks for the the LeaveCon volunteers yet again because we really do appreciate the work that they did, and of course everybody who turned up to to LeaveCon almost a month ago now. Um, <laughs> now we do have do we have provisional Jace dates rather of June the 8th and 10th of next year oh I wouldn't go announcing any dates just yet but it's around then yeah has Karen not 
I don't know if Karen's made it official or not. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I say that they're the official yeah. dates, but it'll be um, summer next year. Yeah, summer, summer next year, but we haven't we haven't actually fixed any dates down yet. So I would say um, that's it for another episode of Lay Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, <laughs> then you can email info at Lave Radio, Facebook slash Lave Radio, and at Lave Radio on Twitter. You can join the Discord chat channel by going to http ptinyurl.com slash chat, or you can join our TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat at teamspeak.laveradio.com Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday, after, uh, Tuesday evening about half eight and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Grant, thanks to Ben, thanks to John and thanks to Brian and thanks to all those commanders that have joined us uh, in the chat room on Twitch and, and on Twitch. So, until next time, fly, si- fly safe, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Digest, 11th of July, 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news. Giving the dog star a good kicking. Double Action Jackson benefits MetaDrive. Advances in auto-docking announced. More boring stars found. Lave Radio Network wins base. Giving the dog star a good kicking. Following last week's posthumous rallying cry from Kahina Loren, or Salome, commanders across the galaxy have rallied behind a campaign to give the Sirius Corporation a good kicking. 
Lorraine spoke of a shadowy organization controlling the entire sphere of human influence, concealing information about the impending alien invasion and preparing for a mass evacuation to distant suns. She identified the Sirius Corporation as a key player in this conspiracy and implored commanders to force them to come into the open by opposing. Operation Sirius Business seeks to do just that. It's working to reduce the influence of the Sirius Corporation in as many systems as possible, with the aim of forcing them into retreat and hitting the corporation where it hurts, in the wallet. It's already achieving significant success. The Sirius government, under Lee Yong ri has issued a statement acknowledging the allegations against the Sirius Corporation and reminding commanders that the two Sirius entities are separate. Operation Sirius Business had decided to ignore the Sirius presence in the Procyon system in order to assist commanders who wish to acquire a Sirius system permit. Apart from that one system though, the Sirius Corporation is under attack from all sides. Meanwhile, in Shinrata Desra, the shadowy organization known as the Dark Wheel watches the conflict with interest. Double Action Jackson benefits MetaDrive. The Buckyball Racing Club's latest event, Double Action Jackson, is underway. This offers competitors the opportunity to die horribly while supercharging their frameshift drives at the neutron star known as Jackson's Lighthouse. Any survivors are invited to submit their findings about the effects of neutron stars on frameshift drives to MetaDrive Incorporated, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Sirius Corporation. Whether this puts the buckyballers at odds with Operation Sirius Business remains to be seen. Advances in Autodocking Announced Minion Management Limited, the company behind the standard docking computer used in most ships around the galaxy, has announced a package of upgrades after a long-standing defect was discovered. The automated docking system has long been programmed to take account of the maximum thrust an engine can deliver, but it's been found that it doesn't take into account the time an engine takes to spool up to maximum thrust. A fix has now been developed and is expected to be released as version 2.4 of the docking computer software. That release will also see docking computers performing far more rapidly and aggressively, while still allowing the fastest courier to touch down as gently as a feather. The new software has been tested using a shieldless, hyper-engineered ship capable of boosting to 1200 meters per second. And the ship still approaches smoothly with no hypercorrection, no rocking, and it still hits the flight deck at less than 7 meters per second. According to the test pilot, it rides as smooth as butter. Meanwhile, station traffic controllers have been instructed to stop greeting commanders as they leave the station. And if you engage the external camera whilst browsing the system map, as you fly a fighter in a combat zone, you are far less likely to crash than you used to be. Allegedly. More boring stars found. There are more boring stars in the galaxy than even the most jaded explorer might imagine. 
Scientists have discovered that up to one-third of the stars in the galaxy are brown dwarf stars, which are dim, dull and uninteresting. Estimates now say that there may be 100 billion of these dreary stars in the galaxy. Scientists the world over are now poised, waiting intently to hear if Stellar Forge successfully predicted this discovery. Lave Radio Network wins base. With the help of several other factions, the Lave Radio Network has won its first planetary base. So, what base have they won? Is it opulent churn terminal? Or busy and business-like Watts survey? Is it exotic navigator terminal with its tales of distant worlds? It's none of these. Lave Radio Network's first base in the Lave system is Goldstein Depot, a small base distinguished by its non-tolerance of combat weapons and the fact that it has no commodity market and a strict no-visitors policy. But that's all right, because Goldstein Depot is on the planet Lave 2, a planet that's completely off-limits anyway, on the orders of the commander of Lave Station himself. So even if the radio network had won a base that was worth having, they wouldn't have been able to visit it anyway. And it looks like it'll stay that way until there's another Lave revolution. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.